You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Weekly Batuta Bulletin, recording live here in downtown Batuta, Desert Rock FM Studios. You're joined by myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate. We've got Errol Parker here, editor-at-large. Hello, Errol. Hello, mate. How you going? Well, silly season's officially commenced. It starts at Melbourne Cup. And, and it finishes on Australia Day, two highly contentious dates in the Australian calendar. And I guess when they both disappear, uh, we won't have a silly season anymore, which I look forward to, to be honest. Uh, we're also joined here by Wendell Hussey, the newsreader, the cadet. How are you, Wendell? Yeah, really good, thanks. Bit of an altercation down in the French Quarter with my barista this morning, but um, all good. I reckon we'll be seeing a Sky News program about the death of the silly season. Yeah, right. They might drag that one out. But, well, hang on. Is that why the cops were here this morning? Yes, okay. they were. But to be fair, he escalated that whole thing, and I yeah. was, as a hot-blooded Australian and male, now I his was organs are forced on, to act. on their way to go into into Clancy's father. I'm not allowed to speak. Yeah. I've been told not to speak about well, it. Anyway, he's, so we'll finally, he's, finally, he's finally getting his new heart and lungs, Clancy. As Apparently. a millennial, you might be able to afford a house now that you're on bad terms with your fucking barista, mate, <laughs> down there buying coffees. And- <laughs> International rose for me coming up. Now, we should start off on that story because it's been one of the biggest ones of the week. And heading over to Glasgow, a headline that reads, Report... Of course, he managed to somehow fuck up this submarine deal. It's been quite a week for the Prime Minister. Uh, he headed off to Roma and then, uh, that's Rome, uh, you not know, for, uh, you know, you, uh, when you're not you uncultured Rome. types. And he was also in Glasgow, home of Scottish culture, for a big international meeting to get some snazzy snaps and uh, do a bit of networking. But he's been called a blatant liar by the French president thrown under the bus by the United States and given a bit of a spray by other world leaders about his weak climate commitments oh, on letting a major gas company, Santos, sponsor our pitch to the COP26 conference. Yeah, our good friends Fiji were getting in on the act as well, giving us some stern words. And after a quick look at recent history, though, the report did reveal that it's actually not that surprising, Clancy. No, no, when we look at the national disaster that was the bushfires, the bungled vaccine rollout, the handling of women's safety in Parliament House, I guess the way he destroyed our relationship with our biggest trading partner and um, and the way he's, he's gone and destroyed all diplomatic ties with both, uh, you know, the European powerhouse that is France and, of course, President Biden, who's backpedaling away from us as fast as he can. It hardly comes as a surprise that a complex piece of international diplomacy involving national security issues was a bit too much to handle for this big unit. Yeah, there was a finding at the end of the report saying that it would be difficult for Scotty to make a cup of coffee, potentially, or he'd fuck up a cup of coffee. He'd fuck up a cup of coffee, I believe that. I wouldn't ask him to make me one. Fair enough. Now, a bit of a change of pace. We've got a story from over in Paris from our French bureau... La Garafi, I believe it's pronounced, and they've given us an article written all in French, and I might throw over to you for this headline, Errol, which is? This is a pretty loose translation, um, because as we can all speak, uh, Batutanese Creole, Mm. which is spoken in the French Quarter, but the headline given to us by, you know, these dyed-in-the-wool Frenchmen was... Emmanuel Macron revela à la presse la playlist Spotify de Premier Minister Australien. Which translates loosely to Emmanuel Macron leaks to the press the playlist of Spotify of our Prime Minister Scott Morrison and, and real there was no Kylie Minogue in there. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was some breaking news from our French bureau, Le Garafi, 
they're on the ball. They're, they're some of the fiercest journalists in Europe, I would say. You should you should get around them too if you can speak their language. But I uh, I, I think what we're working with here when it comes back to that story is um, quite a French story. As you know, Scott Morrison uh, came under fire this week for leaking private text messages from the French president. He was trying to make himself uh, not look like a liar, as he had been branded by Emmanuel Macron, also known as Manny Mac, over in Paris. So he uh, he, he revealed uh, text messages to, uh, I guess, sink Emmanuel Macron and uh, come out looking like the good guy. But, uh, it, you know, it hasn't worked out well for him. Mm. Now he's known as a guy that leaks text messages with international leaders. Yeah. And in turn, Macron, as reported by Le Garafi, has leaked... Scotty's private Spotify playlist uh, and shared it with other leaders and said it didn't didn't feature one song by Kylie Minogue, which has offended the French greatly. And uh, they found it quite confronting and shocking. They did say if they have to hear one more Natalie and Brulia or Tina Arena song again, they will be declaring war. Back on home soil and down in Victoria, a stupid drunk idiot has crashed his car because he's an entitled rich boy who's unfit for politics. Yes, the man who thought he was the next Premier of Victoria has completely and utterly made a cunt of himself this week. Tim Smith, the beanbag with eyes from the ritzy electorate of Q. Am I saying that right? Q? Mm. Q? Q? Q. Uh, in the heart of Melbourne, pinballed his car down a Hawthorne Street over the weekend after a few too many drinks. Just a couple of glasses of wine on an empty stomach is what he was saying, but party sources have revealed it was more like a few too many cocktails over the bougie dinner with mates. Anyway, his blatant disregard for the health and safety of the public has led to his leader telling him not to stand at the next election and just disappear into his family's bakery empire or the corporate sector or whatever. And, you know, he's probably not going to even get a conviction recorded. Mm. Like all good ex-politicians, we had a comment on that one from Russell Comte. He was actually coming to the defence of Tim Smith. He said, Let he who has not smashed a Jaguar while pissed cast the first stone. Well, interesting there. I'll cast the first stone at Tim Smith's head then. Staying in Melbourne and an anti-Melbourne cup warrior has been forced to quietly delete Instagram photos of her riding elephants in Thailand. Yeah, felt like a bit of a quieter Melbourne Cup this year with a few more issues seeming to capture the national spotlight. We had police rescues, we had diplomatic emergencies overseas. But of course, there were some social media activists who made sure to voice their disdain for horse racing and the horse racing industry on the first Tuesday of November, as is the norm. Yeah, one of those was Aspen Petal Murdoch, hyphenated name there, a Terrace House resident from Brunswick who explained to us that she secretly loves the Melbourne Cup. Obviously, uh, it's a big opportunity to tee off on an issue she feels passionately about and maybe even get some retweets from a C-grade celebrity or, you know, journalist. However, before she got started, she told us she had to do some quick uh, filtering of her social media content. Someone had reminded her that she's got some photos of herself riding elephants in Southeast Asia a few years ago still up on her Instagram, so she had to quickly delete them before getting on a roll with the uh, nup-to-the-cup folks. Yeah, fair enough. Bit of life admin there. Finishing up with finance news, and the Reserve Bank of Australia has come out to say that there's no housing bubble, but you should really buy one or two, even if you can't really afford it, because you don't want to miss out, do you? Yes, the Reserve Bank Governor has laughed off claims that his organisation has worked with the government and caused a giant housing bubble by telling reporters they should really be spending more time buying houses. Yes, uh, the Reserve Bank Governor, Philip Lowe, explained to us, and I quote, You really have no excuse if your parents have a property asset in a major capital city. Just leverage it. 
get them to go as guarantor. Just do it. If if you're renting, then it's obviously stems from intergenerational laziness. Go on, get into it. Tell you what, he's lucky that someone doesn't drive a truck full of fertilizer and diesel and debt cord into the car park of the Reserve Bank and blow that mm. building to the ground. Mm. They've well, they've yeah. got those, those big steel posts coming out of the ground that stop them now, don't they? No, no, no. Like you just hire a truck, or you just buy one, and then um, and then you just fill it up with mm. forty-four gallon drums of uh, ammonium nitrate, mm. and then then you soak that all in diesel, and then you have to get like some debt cord from um, like coal mine mm. where they do um, strip blasting and stuff, and you shove that into. Um, we might stop the there actually before we get too much interest from our from our. Just make sure you go incognito. You can find all that stuff on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't um, want to get too much uh, attention from our friends in the intelligence communities, but um, sounds, you know it is a surprise it doesn't happen. Sounds easier than buying a house, though. I'm on a first name basis with my local ASIO officer. Nah, very good. All right, that's where we'll leave it for this week. Hope you've enjoyed our wrap-up of all the big stories and we look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Hooray.